it's Caroline here and welcome to The Check-In, the podcast where we talk all things British Airways. And it's hosted by colleagues from across the airline with guest speakers joining us to give you the inside scoop on what's happening at the nation's flag carrier. And today I've got Molly hosting the podcast with me. Thanks, Caroline. And hi, everyone. Today we're talking about Black History Month, which this year celebrates its 35th anniversary in the UK. We're really excited to be joined by Carol and Kurt from our Be Me, that's being of a minority ethnicity network. Hello, Carol and Kurt, and thank you for joining us today. Um, tell us a bit about your background and your heritage and your journey. Carol. Um, thank you for having us, um, Caroline and Molly. It's great to be here today. Um, my background is from the Caribbean background. My parents are from Jamaica. I grew up in Jamaica myself, came in the UK when I was about eight years old, myself and my sisters. It took us a while to get used to the culture, the coldness of everything else in the UK. And again, when we went to start a school in here, it took us, a, it took the kids some uh, a while to get used to us, the way we spoke, because I didn't really speak like this. I spoke in the Jamaican patois, as we call it. And um, there's so much I can tell you about my, my history and culture, but it, on this podcast, it's too long. So <laughs> just over to you, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, morning, everyone. So my name's Kurt. Um, I'm part of the Be Me uh, network team as well. And um, it's lovely to actually have Carol, because since I've been part of the Be Me Network, she has actually been a kind of mentor to me, you know, so I do thank her for that. Um, so my Caribbean background is Jamaican, Bajan and Cuban. Wow. Um, I'm actually a cabin crew member that's actually on a secondment um, in the planning team at present, um, but I also do the mentoring for the apprentices um, and new entrants who want to join British Airways. That's oh. good. Thank you. And and how did BME start and what has been done so far within the network? Uh, Kurt, I'll go back to you. Um, it started because um, personally, um, I think there was a, a, a lot of colleagues um, within British Airways who saw that for the sort of Caribbean and ethnic minority groups, um, a lot more could have been done. Um, and obviously it always starts with a conversation. So we had various meetings um, with colleagues who wanted to be part of the network to try and see how we could get together um, and build something great within British Airways. Um, those people was volunteering from different parts of the business, which was also fantastic because you can, you can see throughout the company, it was a shared feeling that not enough was done um, so obviously that's where the, the formation of the BME network came about and it's just been fantastic that the people that we've got in the committee, um, people that want to join the committee, um, various parts of the business getting involved, um, seeing the support that we're getting as well now um, from the comms team, the sustainability and diversity team, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It just needs one person, doesn't it, to kind of start that kind of light and then you just see everyone just coming mm. in and just sparking everyone's kind of passion about it and, and, and it's good. It's and I just want to interject what Kurt has just said. We actually started back in 2019 
um, and we actually took off the actual network itself in 2021 when we came back officially. And we've done so many things, such as a webinar with Tessio Joe talking about the importance of Black History Month and everything else. We also did things as such as what not to say video, which was which was which went down really, really well um, across BA. And yeah, from what I understand as well, it's also been injected in the cabin crew training. As um, Kurt said, everything was very, very positive in us getting the back, the Beamy network up and running. And it has been, since we got up and running, it has been very positive. And a lot of the MC are behind us, mm -hmm. which is very, very good. Mm -hmm. um, it took a while getting there, but we're, we're getting there now. And hopefully going forward, we'll be even more recognised, more so in the future. And when we've left the company, yeah. that will be recognised as well. So overall, it's been a very positive thing and hoping that everybody do get to join the network, get to know a bit more about the network and that can be found on our one page, yeah, et cetera. There's a lot on the yeah, one page. So I was reading it page. last night. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, but how important is it to have that conversation about black history? Um, for me personally, we need to come together to share a common goal to achieve a better world for everyone and to ensure real change. We need real support from our allies. And it's time to reset our mindset and support with actions, not words. Um, also get yourself educated and to be, and if you're unsure, do not be afraid to ask a question. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very important to ask a question if you're unsure of things. Don't be, don't think that, no questions are stupid. And another important way is to celebrate is to become an advocate for diversity and inclusion. Ensure that people of different races are treated equally should be a top priority in our business to tackle discrimination and improve the statistics. That's what I think anyway. I don't know what you think, Kurt, but that's my take on things that I've thought about. Yeah, 100%. Um, <laughs> I love listening to Carol when she speaks. Um, <laughs> like I said, she, she, she's been a very um, powerful mentor for me. Um, and I agree with everything she said, you know, and I think that with, with, um, the way of the world we live in now, um, people can stereotype without actually necessarily realizing that they are coming across in a certain way. You know, um, you do have a lot of people that um, speak frankly, um, but their frankly might not be anything rude or, or blatantly racially sort of implemented. It could just be the way they are as a person. And until they sort of like realize or understand that certain things that they say um or or behave can actually impact someone's livelihood because as you know not everyone knows what people go through how they was brought up how they was raised um and how the world sort of like perceives people you know um coming from a a, a cabin crew perspective as well we've had loads of times where we've been on board and um you will get people turn around and, and asking about people's hairs like oh let me touch your hair so it could be a case of they've never seen hairstyle like that before, but that person who they've just asked about their hair could be, well, I've heard that the whole day, the whole month. Like, there's nothing unusual about my hair. It's, it's part of my culture. It's part of yeah. my identity, you know? So for something like that could have a, such a very him, impact on someone and not realising that what they've said could potentially demoralise them, so to speak, you know? Um, and I just, like how I said, it's all about being aware of 
of what we as people say to people um, and how we come across without actually necessarily knowing mm. the thought or the, the education behind it. No, definitely. It is about educating and, and not they're ignorant, but they no, don't know. I know when I went to the gym and they were calling out the register and they said, oh, Caroline. And then I said, oh, yeah, that's me. And he went, oh, you don't look like a Caroline. But she was referring to the fact that I was Asian <laughs> and, you know, I was wearing my crucifix. And it was like, it's just, and I, I didn't think of it as racist. It was always like he didn't understand how can a brown person have an English name and be Christian? It is, and it is, it's just educating. And it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's similar because my surname is a Welsh surname. And when my names get called out fully, they're expecting this white <laughs> Welsh person. When they see this black Caribbean person, they're like, oh, and they don't know where to put their face. I yeah. understand names can be deceptive. Yeah, everything. It's all, like you said, yeah. it's all perception. And it's all, yeah. um, there's a fine line, isn't there, from, you know, being racist and being, you know, well, ignorant, but just uneducated yeah. and not knowing. And they want yeah. to know more. And then they're fascinated about where you come from and yeah. your background. And, and it's just, it's true. It's like, true. Like, I get asked a lot. Yeah. So, what part of Wales are you from? No, I'm not. <laughs> but it's lovely, though. It's nice to have yeah. that. You know, and then the conversation it's... becomes started when you have that conversation. Yeah, oh, your definitely. name's on the usual board. You know, then you just go down the history yeah. of where the Llewellyns came from. Yeah. And, God. Yeah, where they came from and everything else like that. But um, no, it it's somebody delve into the history of the surname. Yeah. It's too far back to go back. No, definitely. But what's good about these podcasts, it's like a platform. It's like showing, you know, people in the company, people out of the company, how British Airways is literally embracing this and how I know my daughter yeah. she just started a job. And the thing that appealed to her was the diversity in all their, um, you know, their socials was a lot of different kind of nationalities and cultures and you know, she comes from a mixed background and it just attracts people. And if they see from externally that British Airways is embracing the different diverse, you know, diversity in the company. To touch on that point, that's just, that's a good point we just said about your daughter mm. looking at these on the companies. I get the same thing as well. Mm. I've had uh, my nieces and nephews and kids outside my nieces and nephews say the same thing about companies. That's the first thing they look, yep. look on the profile. 100%. It's about that diversity, the sustainability as well, and the inclusion. If that's not on there, they're not. They don't yeah, feel the company to value right exactly. Them. So that is a step that we should. I don't know. That's one step that we, as a company and other companies, should put forward yeah. as well. Yeah, because it does. Put it in the spotlight. Give, yeah, mm-hmm. put in the spotlight. Because mm-hmm. times have changed. Things have changed. Yeah, it it is interesting, and uh, I know I know I need to educate myself on it more because I I wouldn't think of thinking of that if applying for a job if that makes sense so I know that's something that I I need to take time and learn about um, but how would you educate other cultures on black history in the UK how would you go about that do you know what I think um, first of all let me let me uh, say a big thank you to Barbara and Morris um, because since the Be Me network has been up and running and, and getting things together they have been a very instrumental piece to the Beamy network. Um, I feel like anything, perception is massive. And although Beamy is doing a lot to sort of like help the, the, the infrastructure of the black and ethnic minority, people from the outside don't necessarily see all the hard work that's being done within the company. So, you know, if, if it's not being seen externally you're not actually going to see that the company's making changes from the, in, the inside out mm-hmm. um, and I think 
with like, for example, um, Carol mentioned earlier about uh, the, the video that Gerald did um, and what not to say, like implementing things in training is very important because how you're trained um, as cabin crew or in the GLA when you're trying to become a, a member of British Airways is how you will go into your department, your next role, you know, and if we're not trained within the company, how is anyone else going to understand how it, how things should or shouldn't come across or be said or how you're affecting another one's person in your approach? So I think that's one of the big things that um, would help people educate ourselves. And it's, it's in the tools that we're getting trained in as a company. Um, another thing is externally, like how do we recruit? That's one of the things that we spoke about as a BME network. Like how do we recruit people um, looking at the company and doesn't necessarily see someone who looks like us who would potentially want to be in a company but don't feel that they'll necessarily fit in mm -hmm. so again it's even though we got materials and there's a lot of stuff happening internally it's not necessarily being received externally and I think that's just as important as it is internally not just for Black History Month um, because like Carol always says we celebrate that all year round you know so how are we implementing things like that the whole year round where diversity and inclusion is a very instrumental thing within the company and i think it's all down to education and another thing i think as well is black history in the uk is a time for people to come together and hopefully learn the lessons of the present and the future um it's time to honor those of the past um, as well as to shine the light on our shared British history, to tell the story honestly and truthfully and educating each other. Again, it all boils down to education. You know, educate oneself. If, like I said before, in previously, if you don't understand research, if you don't understand research, ask someone next to you, ask your neighbour, ask your colleague, you know, just to educate yourself, because education is key, because we get educated when we go to school. So why can't we ed educate ourselves with culture, each, everybody's culture? Because we as a black pe black um, people, we always ed educate ourselves of other people's culture. Mm. So I can't see why people can't educate themselves with our culture. Because mm -hmm. if you ask me about someone that's the British heritage or Indian heritage or... Asian heritage, we can tell you more about them mm. than you can about us. So again, we've educated ourselves. So you guys, people need to now take that stroll and educate themselves. Mm. Do you think some people are scared to ask for offending people? Do you think? Or do you know what I mean? Obviously, it could be a possibility that people could be scared. And sometimes I'm a scared to ask a question, but I take the ball by the horn and ask a question. Mm. If you don't yeah. ask a question, yeah. you will never know. Yeah, no, I understand. Again, I think it's brilliant that we're celebrating it, but at the same time, celebrating for one month, it should be celebrated all year round, whether it's in the workplace, at home, in your personal or professional lives. Um, I, I just think that, I think as a society, um, we are very, we're very unified. Um, I think, me personally, I think the issue is when it's a celebration that is is getting exposure then people have their feelings about it but if, if we look at our whole from businesses to to families there's mixed cultures there's mixed backgrounds everywhere you know and everyone is they have that that acknowledgement of being diverse and we are unified 
but when it comes to us getting the exposure of, of our heritage and our culture, that's when you, people see a difference in people. And I don't understand it because you look anywhere, like I said, the NHS, very diverse. If you, if you look at sporting bodies, the, the sporting world, very diverse. If you look at airlines, very diverse. So why is it when, as, as a community, we can come together and we can be very respectful with each other and understand, but when it comes to acknowledging a particular culture on, on a wider scale, that's when issues arise. But we're doing it every day. You know, the people you're talking to, your neighbours, we're doing it every day. So why is it an issue? Nobody knows. But I just think that we as a, a community, as a company, we are very unified. So that just needs to be continued into the actual necessary exposure that we're getting with all cultures. And I want to add that Black History Month started in October 1987, and that's the year it started. And it start, and it, we also got Black History Month in the US, which is normally done in February. And not a lot of many people know this, but also some parts of Europe celebrate Black History Month as well. How do you celebrate individually? You know, both you and Kurt do. My celebration is every day. Cool. My celebration is every day with my family, my friends. More importantly, we as a, me, my person, my personal self, I'm very family orientated. So we celebrate everything we try and do, we try and celebrate. We celebrate our each culture, even if we're not um, from the Caribbean, we're celebrating the culture. If you're part of my family, we're celebrating your culture. And Kurt, you've got different nationalities, your background. Do you celebrate? Yeah, we have well, loads of barbecues, to be fair. But um, I think it's just, <laughs> it's just it's knowledge. You know, um, and and it's it's the legacy that I I leave down to my my little boy or my nephews or my niece. Like, how do they identify themselves? You know, are they socially aware of themselves? Are they are they knowledgeable about mm. their culture, their background, where they came from? You know, because Caribbean families, um, like most, very big families. You know, and if you don't keep up to date with where you've come from, big saying, where do you know you're heading? You know, if you don't know your past and your history, how then can you pass it on to your your next generation? You know, and then after a while you get lost within it. So as a, a Caribbean person, we have a lot of rich history. And it's about, yes, the educational system educating our children. But we as parents or from a, a culture, we should be also be educating our siblings as well. Our younger siblings, our, our family. So everyone around us knows where we come from and our history and also to empower the next generations because i want to empower 100%. my nieces and nephews and my grandchildren going forward because you know mm. forgetting the history and, and that to remind them that they too belong in society as we're losing yep. our elders who can teach us going forward of the past the present everything else there so therefore we need to educate ourselves in keeping the flame burning um, long after we've gone. No, definitely. And when they see, obviously, um, you ask your children and everything, seeing that there's black pilots now and there's black cabin crew. And, and you know, it was before when, you know, when I joined, it was predominantly, you know, you know, one colour is just clearly white. You've got the occasional. But by seeing this yeah. part and the fact that we're, high, you know, we're recruiting pilots then our children can be like, I can be a pilot, I can be a cabin crew, I can yeah, be an engineer. Yeah. So they've got that, you know, and they can see that British Airways is embracing. Yeah, definitely, you know, definitely. I think as well that 
with, with black history, there's so many millions of people that celebrate black culture and are unaware. If you look at, for example, Notting Hill Carnival, if you, if you reach down to a lot of people and say, what is Notting Hill Carnival to them? A lot of people will turn around to you and say, it's a big, massive party. But it's not. You know, part of Notting Hill Carnival, why it was formed, is because of it celebrates when black people, black British people, actually got their independence. You know, so people will come to Notting Hill Carnival, celebrate, dance, eat food, have a merry time, you know, and they're not realising that they are actually contributing to black history because they are celebrating um, black independence with us. And again, it's, it's, it's all down to education because even some of the younger generations, how many people actually know that Notting Hill Carnival is a celebration of our independence? Do you think that there is a diversity gap within our workplace? And if there is, how do you think that we can improve this? Um, to honestly, honest it's a good question, Zemoli. I believe there is a gap in diversity in the workplace. Um, in saying that, not all workplaces have have this, but we could be, do a bit, lot better in fostering a company culture where every voice is welcomed, heard and respected. We as a company or companies can step towards by planning a diversity efforts. We could look to do better, provide targeted internships and scholarships, as well as the need to redefine and what quality candidates mean in the 21st century and address their sourcing problem. Inclusivity is the key to maintaining, not creating um, a workplace diversity. And last but not least, regular audit, review and evaluate progress. Um, so in saying me saying that there's a gap in diversity, when I joined British Airways, there was a big, huge gap in diversity, yeah. I must admit. Um, I remember one day walking to a room and I was the only black face amongst all these white faces and I didn't think anything because my personality overshone me being the outsider. I'm calling myself the outsider. And in the last few years, I'm seeing more people of ethnic minority coming through the doors than they did in previous years. Um, but we still have a long way to go in order to change the mindset and also change the way we brand things within our company. In, in management roles now, there are a lot more people from the black and ethnic groups coming up. Um, is it enough? Um, I think there could be more. Um, mm -hmm. But again, like like Howard said, it's, it's, it's about looking at how we ban things um, and move forward. Because, you know, as, as anything, sometimes a person who could be the in the higher band might not necessarily be the best person for the job, you know, and it's about just standing ourselves and understanding what we're capable of doing um, and moving forward as one as a company. And we're getting there, actually. We are. I'm not knocking the company at all. Mm -hmm. Far from it. I mean, we are getting there with the progress and I'm liking the change that we've seen on paper, what's been said to me personally. Yep. And I'm hoping and I'm watching this space to see where mm. things go. And then I, if I don't see what they're saying, then I will challenge. Mm. And but that, I'm liking that. And actions do speak loud yeah. words. So what can each of us as BA colleagues do on a small scale to affect change? What can we do as colleagues? You know, educate yourself. 
ask the right question. No question is a silly question, you know, and just get to know each other a lot better. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, it's just all about cultural awareness. Um, having said that, you, you got different parts of the businesses that interact differently. So if you were to go down to the baggage department, for example, how they would interact with each other would be completely different to the office, um, it, in the trainers, online. So again, it's, it's just all about being cultural in there. Um, and I think once you've got that, that cultural awareness, it does allow you to have the freedom to still be who you are without feeling that you could potentially offend someone. You know, like Carol said earlier, no question is a stupid question. If you if you think something and it's a, it's a genuine interest about it, ask it. I imagine there's people who maybe don't understand or might disagree with with your points. Um, how how do you get them to change or how do you get them to learn? Mm. I think and, and everyone. Um, I think the only people that wouldn't really be open to change is people that are ignorant. You know, but if if people can see that, you know what what you may have said could offend someone. Your 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 like Carol said, your your language, your 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 tone. You know, even body language sometimes can offend people. You know, it's all about us just being open minded and knowing that what you could potentially have said could offend someone. You know, um, we live in a society where there are people who are quite sensitive to certain things because they've experienced a way of life that's different to other people. You know, um, me personally, for example, uh, a, a young black boy growing up, um, statistically proven that we've got a, a lot higher chance of being stopped by police, things like that. You know, so trying to explain that to someone who may not necessarily be in my position won't understand it. But are they open to listen to what I'm actually saying mm -hmm. to them? And that's the difference when people are open. That's where you get the communication. That's where you get the understanding. But when people are ignorant to what's actually going on around them, you know, that's what causes the problems. I think the whole thing with the George Floyd erupted a lot of feelings um, within the same culture and other cultures. It, it made you actually take a step back and say, what are we as people doing for our culture as well as other cultures, you know? Are we offending um, other cultures by certain things that we may do or we may say? And we're not always going to get people change people's minds. Everyone's got their own opinion. Everyone's got their own mindset. And me personally, I think the best way to best way to listen is to be silent. Um, that's when you can learn more. Um, be generally open to hearing other points of view. You're not always going to agree with someone. You both will take something away and learn from this. But those who deny that black history is a story worth telling. So basically, is again, it boils down to, and I keep on reiterating this, it's education. Kate and Carol, thank you so much for joining us. Personally, I've learned a lot just from the short podcast. So thank you from me and thank you from all our listeners as well. Yeah, thank you both. And to you all for listening. Now, British Airways has a series of events planned for Black History Month. So please keep an eye on one. Now, one is such an educational tool. Like you're saying about education, I went in there yesterday, last night, and there is a mind of history, of links. So it is a great, great educational tool. You've put a lot on there. So it's quite interesting. 
So no, thank you for joining us both. Um, yeah, thank you very much for having me. Um, I'd just like to, again, thank you very much to the podcast team and for having us. Um, I'd like to thank James and Duncan for your support. It's, it's been brilliant since you guys have, have connected to the BME team. Um, thank you very much to Barbara and Morris and thank you everyone else for listening and yeah, let the, the, the continuous journey commence. Definitely. And I want to thank you both again, Caroline and Molly, for taking the time out to share, for us to share some parts of the Black History Month with you. And let's remember the theme for this year is time for change, action, not words. So come on, guys, let's have more action than words. Thank you both. Thank you.